Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders with your hosts, Mark Ganey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 121 of the Church Leadership Podcast. I'm so glad you're here for an awesome conversation that Annie and I had with our friend Greg Nettle. Now, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Sanford MTI. That's Sanford University's Ministry Training Institute. Sanford, through MTI, is on the front lines of equipping people in theology and training and ministry. And so through MTI, they offer really affordable and accessible education opportunities to anybody who has a desire to be equipped for ministry or just grow deeper in their faith. Before we get to today's conversation, I do want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. You can hit the subscribe button uh, on any podcast listening app, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, click that notification bell. We don't want you to miss a single episode, and we also remind you to rate our podcast. That helps get the word out about uh, what we're doing here at Church Leadership Podcast. You can do that really easily at ratethispodcast.com slash CLP. Now, here is today's conversation. We have a great conversation in store today. Uh, We have a guest with us, Greg Nettles. Greg serves as the president of Stadia Church Planning, and they uh, assist churches in planning churches here in the U.S. and abroad. So we're going to talk a little bit about church planning and disciple making. and, And Greg, we're excited about hearing from you and hearing your story today. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, Mark and Andy, it's such a delight to, to get and, and an honor to get to spend just a few minutes with you all and with our listeners and viewers. So thanks. Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's been a really long time since we have been in the same room with with the person. And we're obviously not in the same room with Greg. He's in Ohio and we're uh, in the uh, makeshift studios of CLP here in Alabama. But uh, we're, we're so thrilled you're here. And uh, we, we kind of connected with you uh, on some resources that you, you partnered with some fe- people to, to put out about making disciples in church planting. And so uh, some of the you know, listeners and viewers may or may not know you, Greg. So if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your story, how God got you to Stadia and your experience in making disciples in church planting along the way. So this is my, I, I, this is such a fun uh, topic for me, just because um, I grew up in a very small church. It just so happened that literally across the street from my home in this really small town called Clinton, Ohio, there was a church, and we would walk to church in the summer. And this this just church never grew to more than two hundred people, right? And um, but my youth group, we had faithful youth group leaders. I had a faithful preacher there, Norman Maynard, who who preached there my entire life, and. And out of my youth group, 15 people went into full-time ministry. And I've often thought about the fact that that you never know, no matter what size church you're, you're in, I think about Norman's legacy now through all of these leaders that went into full-time Christian ministry and the disciples that he made mm. out of his faithfulness that are now literally impacting the globe. So I, I love that part of it. But I also love that 100 years before Greg Nettle was ever born, somebody had this vision riding on the back of a horse to plant a church in this really bizarre rural area of Ohio, right? 
that God knew someday little Greg Nettle was going to grow up and give his life to Jesus in that church. And then Greg Nettle would someday be leading a global church planning organization. And not that I'm any big deal. It's just, we always have to think about the impact of disciple making. And I mean, somebody that's a hundred years before I was born, planted that tiny little church in that tiny little town that, you know, had 15 people plus many, many more, you know, that was just my class that graduated out of there. And so, you know, that's just so fun for me. And then um, my first ministry, I moved to Dublin, Ireland when I was 23 years old by myself to plant a church. Go figure. I would never let anybody do what I did. (laughs) And it was, you know, just a wild success. After two years, we had 12 people in the church, you know. (laughs) um, So it was a whole lot about me learning to make disciples because it literally was all one-on-one disciple making, playing soccer with guys in a park or going to the same coffee shop, you know, and and, and so that was a great experience in my life for church planting. But then I, I, I got called back to uh, Northern Ohio and this very small church, church of about 100, had a great run there, 25 years as the senior pastor. Church grew from, you know, 100 people to more than 3,000 with four campuses. And, and I guess so I've had experience, I guess what I'm saying, in a church of 12 where God taught me a whole lot about my character and faith and then I, I had this great run in a, in a fast growing church where I learned a whole lot about leadership and heartbreak and pain and um, my character and faith. Um, and then uh, 10 years ago was called to become the president of Stadia Church Planting. And, uh, and honestly, to leverage out, hopefully, what God's allowed me to learn on that journey. That's a great story. And we know from what you just mentioned, uh, disciple making has been a big part of that story. Uh, You know, learning along the way by trial and error is one thing, but really digging into God's word and seeing the the pattern and example of Jesus and and how he wants the church to operate and function and the mission he has for us, uh, that that can can be in the context of 12 people in Ireland or 100 (laughs) people in Ohio or you know, thousands of people in, in a metropolitan area. So tell us a little bit about how that has really impacted and influenced what you do and kind of led you to where you are now. Yeah, so I think the, the question we have to ask is, you know, what, what really are we trying to accomplish that, that God's placed on our heart, right? So as I walk with Jesus, which is the single most important thing in my life, let's, let's just keep that at the core as a disciple, right? But what, what is it then that dis, Greg Nettle as a disciple, that all of you listening and watching as disciples, you know, what's, what's our call? And for me, it's all about making other disciples in whatever context God has placed you. Because mm-hmm. there have been times when I have railed against God for placing me in a specific context. Ireland w- was incredibly challenging. Canton, Ohio, you know, where I spent 25 years is one of the top 10 fastest dying cities in America, right? And so, but, you know, you come to grips at some point and say, okay, God's placed me here. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about seeing his work done and what he can do. So just be faithful in your disciple making, right? And so over the years, it's just simply, who am I pouring into? How can I leverage my life? Because the vision God's given me, like if you put it on a t-shirt, it would just say millions more in heaven. That's, that's Greg Nettle in a nutshell. And um, so that's to reach as many people as possible in the most effective way possible with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's, that's what God's called me to. That's, that's disciple making. And so that led me over the years to say, 
Okay, how do we do this in this context and in this local church setting? And then how do you continue to leverage that out as, as God places you in new settings? And it's always come back to disciple making, because my personal belief is you're not a disciple if you're not making other disciples, period. I, I just don't, don't buy it. Um, that's what disciples do. That was a core issue for Jesus and why he spent so much time with the disciples making other disciples. And so that's going to lead you into different contexts in a local church, in my family with my children, today with church planters and church partners all over the world. But at the end of the day, the deepest joy I share is honestly these, I just got back from a cohort of eight young, I mean, leaders that I'm mentoring. We were out kayaking for three days in uh, the Grand Tetons, right? Oh, but wow. um, in the evenings, you know, for six hours at the end of the day, um, we're talking about church financial resources and how do we disciple people not to get money for the church, but to empower them to become disciples with their finances and release God's resources for the kingdom. So the point, my point is it, my deepest joy today and what I spend a great deal of my time with is still in those cohorts, multiplying disciples who make disciples. That is awesome. And you know, that that's right up our alley. Uh, it's, that's definitely our heartbeat as well. And that's uh, encouraging to hear and a good reminder, I think, for all of us, where our focus should be. So I want to take a little bit of a turn, not much of one, but uh, yeah, I think what, you know, Annie and I both have been church planters, you know, uh, failed church planters, uh, I might add, but we have been experienced church planters, let me say that. And so, uh, you know, so we, we, we resonate with those principles, but what I've found as a pastor, whether it be a pastor trying to revitalize a church or trying to, uh, you know, trying to get a church to be a disciple-making factory, which is where we are now. I think what I found is those principles of church planning apply in every single context. And uh, I think it's universal. And so that's why one of the reasons we wanted to talk with you a little bit, Greg, because we wanted to hear a little bit about your vision and those values and principles that that you, the, the ones that you feel like you've got to pass on to church planters and young leaders. And so if you don't mind, share a little bit about those, those lessons and values you have learned along the way um, that, that you have found to be, I try, I try to stay away from the word successful, but really successful in, in helping churches uh, be planted, grow, and make disciples. Okay, so let me first of all redefine something that you just said. Um, I don't believe there's ever a failed church plant, and so or a failed church planter. Um, my hunch, Andy and Mark, is that both of you guys, in that process of of launching a new church, or all of all, all of the people that have listened. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, I could have got caught up in Ireland, man. Was I such a failure? I don't know. You know, there were twelve people that gave their lives to Jesus, and that I got to disciple. And quite frankly, I have no idea what's going on in their lives now, kingdom wise. I may get to heaven, and this one young lady that I baptized in, you know, the Irish Sea. Who knows? Maybe she saved a million kids around the world. I have no idea. That's that's my my point. Is so all those people you discipled along that journey because Ireland could have been considered a failure for me. I mean, it closed, you know, 15 years ago, the church that I planted. Um, but who knows what God did and is still doing through the lives that, that we're 
committed to Jesus Christ right. as disciples who make disciples. Okay, so here, here's the deal. New church planting is the single most effective way of reaching people with the good news of Jesus Christ, period. That is true in the United States and it's true around the world. And th- that's largely because new churches engage new people more than existing churches do. And they make disciples, be it the people that are setting up chairs in the school or, you know, uh, passing out flyers, who knows what they're doing. But the point is, typically, there's a leader spending time with them, discipling them to become more like Jesus. And so, you know, so the single most effective way in the United States, around the world, and then with Stadia, you know, our vision is for every child on the planet to have a church. I mean, we could say it this way. We believe that every person on the planet deserves access to a thriving, growing, multiplying church, okay? Mm -hmm. That drives us. And so when we talk about that, 85% of those who make a decision to follow Jesus do so before the age of 18. And therefore, we look at that, if we combine new church planting with strategically and intentionally caring for and investing in the next generation, what we're going to see is exponential kingdom results. And we watch that throughout the United States and around the world. Now, why is that true? It's all about discipleship. We know that if we can pour as into a new church who's caring about the next generation, what we're going to see is a whole new wave of disciples coming out of that. And, and, and so a lot of churches today, let me just say this, if you're not multiplying in some way as a church, then I would say you're not a healthy church. And I know that sounds harsh, but I really believe that healthy organisms reproduce. Healthy disciples produce disciples. Mm-hmm. Healthy churches produce multiplication in some fashion. And so I think back to that little church, you know, of 200 or smaller, 120 when I was there growing up. And, and, and here I had some youth group leaders, right, that were pouring into the next generation that went out and started planting churches and multiplying the kingdom all over the world. It's all about that. And so no, regardless of the church situation you're in, think about how can I multiply myself through the next generation specifically, but it's all people, right? And, and, and how can I plant new churches? So, um, you know, when I think back to, you know, when you, when you launch a new church, you don't, you don't have much, you know, finances are tight as crazy. And, um, but do you know, like, I think about India right now, where, where we do a lot, ton of church planting, it costs $6,500 to plant a church in India. Well, quite frankly, I don't know of a church on the planet that can't plant a church, uh, you know, unless you're in India, um, you right. know, but a U.S. church that can't plant a church in India. And what that will do for you as a church, it sets your DNA to be one of multiplication. And mm. you can celebrate that multiplication, celebrate that DNA if you're larger. Our church plants in South America, they're $87,000 in partnership with Compassion International, planted over 200 churches there. They're amazing. Plant a church, raise the money, $87,000. But here's the deal. You don't just plant the church. You take your teams down there. It's all discipleship, right? Now your teams go down there. You sponsor the kids in that church through Compassion International. Now they're discipling through letter writing those kids. You take your family down. You're discipling your kids. You see what I'm saying? Church planting is, it, no matter what size you are, in, in, in Nepal right now, you can plant a church for $250. Now, as a church, you don't even need Great. to think about that. I need to, I I knew that as a family, right? Because I can get my little, you know, 13 year old son, Elijah, excited about multiplication because dad, 
we're going to, with my birthday, you know, this year, we're going to give that away. And instead we're just going to, I'm going to get money to plant churches in Nepal and we're going to, and he gets 250 bucks for his birthday from all these people. Right. And, and now he's plant. my son becomes a disciple making kid at 13 years old. And now there's 30 people in this church in Nepal. That's a result of my son's discipleship. That's right. So think about, start, think, I, we need to, church planting has been in kind of a box that we think, oh, a church plant in the States costs 600000 to $2 million if you're in the Bay Area or something like that. That's fine. And we need those churches. But my goodness, the other opportunities there, regardless of size, regardless of where you're at, you can be some rural church in the mountains of West Virginia and be globally minded with multiplication and planting tons of churches. Again, South Africa, 700 bucks, you know, impacting South Africa like crazy for Jesus. And think about the excitement of disciple making in your own local church setting. Mm. We'll be back to the rest of our conversation with Greg in just a minute, but we want to take a moment to tell you about today's sponsor for this episode. The Ministry Training Institute of Sanford University is on the front lines of equipping people in theology and ministry training. So MTI offers accessible and affordable education opportunity for really anybody who has a desire to be equipped for ministry or anyone who wants to grow in their knowledge of Scripture. There's all kind of awesome Bible courses in 38 different extension locations across the Southeast United States where students can earn diplomas at $50 per course. You can't get that anywhere else. So MTI also offers uh, online certificates, and they offer certificates in every imaginable area, pastoral leadership, women's leadership, worship leadership, worship administration, and our favorite probably in disciple-making. And so their online certificates can be completed really less than a year for less than $700 for $699. So MTI is Sanford University giving back to the local church. The academic programs, not only for pastors or ordained ministers, it's for anybody who has a desire to grow spiritually. So here's what I encourage you to do, especially for that disciple-making certificate. If you're interested in any of these programs that Sanford MTI has to offer, go to sanford.edu slash go slash MTI. Sanford.edu slash go slash MTI. We'll put that link in our show notes so you can click on it easily. And here's what's really cool. For that disciple-making certificate we mentioned, you can get half off of that tuition. You can get it at a 50% discount by using the promo code and discount code ALSBOM, A-L-S-B-O-M. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. We're so thankful for our friends at Sanford MTI. Now, let's get back to the conversation that we had with Greg Nettle. You're, you're talking crazy stuff here, Greg. <laughs> you're talking about church planning and disciple making as, as though they go hand in hand. <laughs> and it's not complicated. Mm. So tell us a little bit about why what you've been involved in, why simplicity matters and why simplicity works so well and the the understanding that you can't properly plant churches without making disciples. Right. I mean, so I, I think it comes all down to the DNA of what an actual church is, right? So, I mean, we all have church experiences. Um, I, I have them in my life, uh, you know, when I was in college where the church really is inward focused and it's been the same group of families and it's, you know, 90 people. I mean, I've been part of that. And, 
And so shifting the DNA is really vital because again, I'll come back to disciples, make disciples, churches, plant churches. They may, they multiply. It's all about multiplication of the kingdom. And so setting that DNA as early as possible or making that transition um, is so vital to the mindset of your people in church. And so teaching on the weekends, this is the DNA of a church, right? And therefore, here's what our outcome is. We're going to collect this offering of $6,500 to plant a church in India. Oh, and by the way, then we're going to uh, we're going to actually learn about India together. And, and now with digital stuff, this is crazy. At Stadia, we do digital vision trips to India. And wow. so, you know, it's a two and a half hour experience. So it's not just that you plant the church there. Now you can invite your entire church to go on a digital virtual awesome. experience. And it's the coolest thing. It's digital, physical and digital, right? So we send you a box in advance and it has incense in it from India and curry that we have you eat while you're on the trip and all kinds of really cool stuff. And so we're doing, you know, we're right there with the church planters and, and all of this stuff. And so I guess we, we have to be thinking um, in a different way. So for, in, for me personally now, um, there is no such thing in my mind now as a U.S. church. There, there's only global churches. Um, with what's going on digitally, and, and, and think about what we're doing here right now. I'm just sitting on my laptop in my office, okay? This is not big expenditure, big, you know, fancy equipment. I think this mic was 50 bucks or whatever. I have no idea, but you know, it's no big deal. And, and we can all afford this. And now I could be just like, I'm having this conversation with you and all of our listeners. And this is discipleship, right? Like, cause I'm learning from you guys in our pre-conversation. Can't wait to learn more from you and listen to more of the, the church leaders podcast and all of that. Love you guys and what you're doing, but it's discipleship via podcast to Greg Nettle and how I move forward. Well, this podcast is going out in the same way. So I guess we don't have any excuse before God now, I guess is what I'm saying, because I'll have this, you know, um, later in the week, I can have a Zoom call with a, a church planter in Ecuador. I can have, a, you know, a Zoom call with, with a church planter in South Africa and just sitting like this and, and they're online and I can disciple them. But here's the beauty of it. They disciple me. Because we all have so much to learn together. You know, right. what, what if you got, you know, your churches together in a town and just via Zoom and said, hey, let's become a multiplication movement? Because that's, that's really what we're looking at. How do we become multiplication movements? And this is, it really is all very simple. I, I pray right now, God, give these listeners and viewers a vision for multiplication, just create that spark in whoever the person is right now, and then let them take the steps to begin to multiply. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys, all of you listening, gals, you can get in touch with, with Mark and Andy, or you're welcome to get in touch with me at stadiatchurchplanning.org. That's, that's fine too, and we'd love to help you. But I'm telling you, you know, because we're not after anybody's money. We're, after, we're all about making disciples. That's what church planting is. And so our, my job isn't to get your money. My job is to help you be a faithful steward as a disciple and to help you grow in your multiplication. That's all we're doing. Stadia doesn't actually plant churches. You know, we have systems and processes to help you. We, you know, we're smart enough to write down all of our failures and mistakes along the way so that you don't have to make them and our best learnings. But what we're learning now globally from each other is just astonishing. And there's just, it's all free. 
you, we, we don't charge church planners. It's all, all, it's all free. And, and so, you know, it's the same for leaders. So there's no excuse for any of us not to get involved in multiplication. Well, let me, dude, let me tell you, man, I, I'm chomping at the bit. You've got me pumped. You're speaking our language. I'm excited. So here's what I want us to do. This is not planned, but I think we want to close with a little bit of what you were talking about, how, if somebody's listening, how they can get connected and be involved. But before we even get there, if you don't mind, take a minute to share maybe just one story, Greg, about how you have seen God work maybe recently uh, in, in a new church plant or in a church that decides, you know, we need to be planting churches. I, I think my, my favorite stories are the, the churches who are out there and maybe they're 200 people and they, they hear a talk like this or if they're, you know, maybe they decide to go to the exponential conference or maybe it's just like me when I'll tell you how this happened. I was in Florida at a conference just a long 20 years ago and God woke me up in the middle of the night and I'm on the linoleum of the bathroom floor with a yellow legal pad because that was even before iPads and, you know, all that <laughs> stuff writing down what God, and here was the central message that God gave me was, Greg, it's not about you building your kingdom. It's about God's kingdom. And that was a heartbreaking message for me. But God's saying it's about multiplication and using every influence and gifting you have to bring about multiplication of God's kingdom. And that shifted everything in me. And so that was just in the middle of the night, 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. with a yellow legal pad on a bathroom floor that God's speaking into my life and into my heart. And then coming back to Ohio and saying to our elders, hey, this is what I believe God said to me. What do you think about that? And then beginning to convene these churches all over Ohio that are churches of 200 or 2,000 or 70 and saying, let's plant churches together. And over the next 10 years, we helped plant 50 churches around the world, right? And because it's not about me, you know, those numbers never counted in River Trees numbers. And you, you got to get to that point of going, that's cool. I mean, that little church I grew up in in Clinton, 200 people, that's all people. Wow, Norman Maynard, how effective was he? 200 people, his whole ministry there. Oh, my goodness. You know, I, I mean, it's got to be millions of people now that have come to Jesus as a result of his efforts. And so I guess, you know, that story of watching churches, just the normal church in the United States who says we can make a difference. And so they start with partnering with someone to plant or they plant a church in India or they plant a church in South America or they just get involved in a network to plant a church, you know, in, in Alabama. And, and so that starts them on that journey that then again increases and lives are changed. And there's a church planner that comes out of one of those churches and plants another church and a church planner that comes out of that church. And so by the time you get to heaven and you have no idea, you know, you're, you're thinking, man, God, you had me stuck in this church of 200 in this <laughs> small town or in this difficult um, urban context. And we had no money and it was nobody. I was never on the cover of a magazine or asked to be on a podcast. Listen, I've been there. Okay. I, I've wrestled with that stuff, but I am so excited because here's what I think is going to happen to you someday. I think you're going to get to heaven and there's going to be all these little kids and all these adults that are coming running up to you. And they say, you have no idea, but this person you discipled, discipled this person who discipled this person who led me to Jesus. And, and that's, what's going to happen. And so just catch that vision today. Well, you have uh, inspired us, encouraged yeah. us. And that's kind of our goal in 
in what we do is to encourage and equip people who, who watch and listen to this podcast. We feel like that's happened today. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just so everybody who is watching and listening knows, we will include links to uh, Stadia Church Planning and some of the resources you guys have. We'll put those in our show notes so that they'll know how to, to access what you have talked about today and reach out to you. And uh, you give not just the, the passion and the, the plea, but you give the motivation that all of us need. And, and that is the fact that we have no excuse. We should be doing what Jesus has called us to do, making right. disciples and multiplying churches. So thank you for that encouragement today. We, I needed that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we close real quick, um, you've given some next steps, but how can, let's say somebody's watching and listening today that they're like, you know what? 250 bucks, $6,500. We can do that. How, how do they get involved? Okay, go to, go to www.stadiachurchplanting.org, and there are links on there that you can click on, and if you go under About Stadia, go to Team Stadia, Greg Nettle, and my email's in there, and if that's you, and I'll get back in touch with you, and I know that's a big commitment because you could, I, ho I hope there's a thousand of you that, that contact me, but I'll make a commitment to getting back with every single one of you if you do that. And uh, we have a great team at Stadia that's just waiting to serve you. Awesome. Well, that's, that's just like everything you've told us so far. Simple right. enough. Simple. I like it. Greg, thank you so much for spending some time with us today for the podcast. Thanks, church leadership. Love you, Mark and Andy. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. 